I'm so happy to bring you this second part of the talk with Olga from Reformatum. In this episode, she will share three actions that you can take already today to influence the food system. Because it is a crisis and we have to solve it now. Like if you look on like what all the big researchers say that we have to stop with the fossil fuel. Yeah, the food production is super fossil fuel demanding. You're so passionate about this. Where does your passion come from? I'm really like, I have a lot of emotions and I am super frustrated and angry that people suffer unnecessary from this. Like when it is such a potential and amazing thing that we can use food for and we don't do it, that makes me so furious. I cannot understand how further generations have put us into this situation and also i think that we are like we carry a responsibility towards the younger people that are going to live longer on this planet and going to suffer from all these consequences of bad bad leadership uh, from today and previous generation so like the passion my passion is just that i think that it's so fucked up that we are in this situation and i hate that people uh, suffer without the even though they don't have to suffer The, the land use that we use for the food production is still enough today to feed the world. If we, we didn't waste so much of the food, I think mm. one third is wasted. Yeah. And, and if we use the land that we already have efficiently, then yeah. we would solve uh, food yeah. for everyone. Yeah, it's so crazy. Like all the food that is uh, uh, produced that is becoming animal food. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why don't we eat that ourselves instead? Like we don't need to eat this massive amount of meat. But if you look on this, if you take like the whole meat production, uh, I got this explained from a person and he explained it so well. Like if you take if you take all the cows on the planet and we, we uh, uh, and then it's co like coming to five cows instead, like as a representative. Mm. representation uh, then like the cow one two and three are the problematic devastating one cow four we can discuss and, and cow five we actually need mm. so it's like it's not about stop eating meat it's about stop eating meat that is harming the planet so it's not and i think like we have to do that in general like people many people are like gluten intolerant and don't eat bread okay but you cannot just say bread because bread it can be thousand types of different bread it can be like a beautiful handcraft that is contributing that it takes three days to bake and is contributing to really essential bacteria culture in your intestines and also no, intestines what did you say in your stomach yeah in your stomach uh, and also like you have to eat whole grains like one of the biggest health uh, problems we have today is that people don't eat enough with whole grains and you can eat whole grains through bread and also if you uh, this if you eat bread that comes from farms like the grains come from farms that are good for the planet then of course this bread is not bad to eat but if you eat a over processed white mega processed sugary bread of course that will contribute to bad health and not be good for you to eat. So I think that we have to break down the terms around food. We cannot only say bread. We cannot only say nuts. Because also like look on the nut production, like some nuts come from like California where they don't have almost any fresh water left and it's 
super problematic. But then we can have like hazelnuts from Sweden. You know, like we have to stop to just say nuts or potato or blah, blah, blah. We have to break down the terms. Like we try to work with the term like positive food and negative food. So positive food is food that benefits the health of the human and the planet, and negative food is what harms it. And then, of course, it's not that black and white, but I think we have to simplify a bit how we look on food to uh, make people able to understand the impact of it. Do you have any advice for the supermarkets and how, maybe also has it, how individuals can, can influence the supermarkets if they can't get access to a more local store? Yeah. So like in Sweden, we have like these three big supermarket chains and yeah. then, uh, and those ones, they are what they have in their store are controlled by a central department that control almost everything that is sold in the store. And if you are a supermarket owner, because everything is like franchised or owned by their, their it's like a person that owns the store, those ones either, either have like interest in food or they just want to make money of it. So they have the possibility to control a certain part of what is sold in the store. So then I think that you have a responsibility as a store owner to look what kind of producer you have in your surrounding and take in their products and sell them in your store. Because these small farmers that we are in contact with, they don't have a chance to, to get into the supermarket or to, to the shelves in the store because it's such a complex system of who can do it. And they like, it's also about like that they have to uh, pay amounts and fees to be in the shelves and small producers can't afford that. So we have to make it more possible for the small uh, producers to be in the supermarkets. So I think like, when it comes down to the end, like food, the, like it demands you have to have education when you work with food. So first of all, I think that the store owner should be educated within this. Uh, and then I think uh, that they should look around them and see actually what kind of producers can I have in my store that create more value for the customer and it's going to become a more profitable business for them as well because more people will go there instead of looking at this alternatives way of buying food. Uh, and as a private person, send emails to the buyer of the store and uh, request products. Good advice. Yeah, I will be much better in actually requesting some more, you know, mm. sustainable. I will look around what's in my neighborhood, what can I find locally, and then I will request my supermarket to, oh. to buy that. Yeah. <laughs> what are your plans moving forward? How will you impact the world? in a more positive direction. Let's show the positive side of this. As it is such an amazing thing that we have to do, spread that positive vibe and tell people that it's not something bad that we're going towards. It's actually super nice. And I think the whole Corona situation showed us that also like, you know, the Corona is a big pandemic, probably from bad animal handling. And also like, if you look on like, we have several pandemics going on like this. Like if you look on how many people that are overweight around the planet and uh, suffer from that, we have a like a obesity pandemic as well. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that is actually possible to control and prevent. Uh, so what COVID has showed us is that 
it's possible to do extremely big changes on a political level if it is a crisis. So I think that the Formatens po um, purpose is also to show that it is actually a crisis that we're in right now with the food system and make everyone understands it because it is a crisis and we have to solve it now. Like if you look on like what all the big researchers say that we have to stop with the fossil fuel. Yeah, the food production is super fossil fuel demanding. We have to work with circular economies. And if you do that, it's possible if you, you have like the right kind of food and benefit the, the ecosystems. And what's more, like that is the main thing they, they say that we have to change. And that goes into the food. And food, as everyone eats, this is something that is affecting everyone. And if we can introduce the other type of sustainability work through food and make people interested through food, like by just like posting an amazing recipe containing positive food, then you are inspiring people to for a more sustainable life. So it's actually not that you have to read a complicated report uh, because the, yeah, the base idea of the reformation was that we were going to do like a big campaign, like an educational campaign uh, to educate the people about this question to be able to affect the leaders. And the idea was to create a petition on a national level. But when we understood that this is not a question, a national question, then we are aiming towards a European citizen initiative that is bringing up all the different sides of the food production. Because this has to be solved on a European level. So you will uh, expand Reformatens to outside Sweden as well? Of course, yes. Yeah. And also like collaborate with different organizations in different countries. like. We cannot be too many people that work with this question until it's solved. Everyone is needed. Every single organization, every hour that the person put in is needed until no one suffer from the food production and consumption. What has been your biggest learning from this journey so far? Mm. First, that the world was so big but then it's actually not that big when you realize how everything is connected uh, and the learning is that it's so many amazing people working with this and we have all the answers and i actually not one thing that is my that i've learned that makes me really angry is the democratic system that i don't find so democratic <laughs> because like that you have this how a society is built up that you have this you have a, a person vote for a political leader and then the political leader come up with a suggestion of how like the food system should work and stuff. Then we have this interest organization that where people from different companies with economic interests sit and they have the possibility to affect what decisions the political leader take. And I don't think that that is fair and right. Um, also, like if for some months ago, uh, the Europe, uh, uh, the European Parliament went out with a PR campaign that was called "Become a Beefitarian," and I think that is pretty strange in the time that we are living now. And that campaign, "Become a Beefitarian," was pushed by the meat uh, industry from Spain and Belgium. What, what did that campaign say? What did that, 
Och på People eat more meat. Yeah, produced in Europe. But all meat produced in Europe is not good for, uh, meat produced in Europe. So I think like we have to look on what our leaders are doing and what directions they are pointing towards. And I think that people today, they have come so far from the politics and don't dare because it feels such, uh, like, such, uh, like a thing that is so far away. But we have to get more interested in the politics because they are actually controlling the society and the world. So the people become more engaged in their work and request what they do. You know, like right now we are exporting uh, pork meat to the Philippines, like from Sweden. And that is one thing that Sweden put effort in doing. And I think also that is pretty strange that we're going to export. And what I know, it's not... I contacted uh, uh, like uh, Jenny Nilsson, but I didn't got the answer of who, uh, like what kind of meat we are, like what kind of pork meat we are exporting. But I think it is so weird that we are putting effort in that kind of production uh, when it's not more meat that we have to eat. Yeah, everything, like the whole system has to become more transparent and people have to know and find out what's, what's, uh, what's happening. Yeah, how do you communicate that mes- message to get uh, involvement? Because you seem pretty good at it. Mm, like I speak a lot. <laughs> I'm in the phone a lot. <laughs> and uh, but also like through our channels on social media that we're right now building up. And yesterday we had a meeting with our uh, communication team on how we're going to work with the different channels and how we're going to collaborate. And I think we're going to work like towards political leaders or with them the best is because we want to like we don't want to shut anyone out from this discussion because everyone has to be involved no matter which company you are Uh, and no matter which leader you are like we have to unite around this and see the positive bright side of it so we're going to work towards the politicians uh, towards the industry uh, with the farmers and build bridges find nice. partners and then many people email us and want to be a part of Reformaten's work so now we're like we're still in a very fresh stage of Reformaten but it goes fast and uh, it's very it's needed and uh, and it's super fun to conclude this episode I wonder if you can give us three actions that we can take already today to influence the food system mm. okay so uh, first of all It's not about the perfect consumer, it's about the active citizen. So request the leaders and look on a system level. Uh, Then uh, buy food from local producers that work with the ecosystems. And then uh, uh, for your own health, like cook food from the scratch together with people you love. Because that's going to benefit your mental health and your uh, physical health. So good products, like make it to like an experience. Like food should not be something that you eat quick just to get calories and go on. Create, like do this as an experience together. The culture about food. Yeah. That's excellent advice. (laughs) Thank you so much, uh, Olga. It will be so fun to follow your journey forward. After this talk with Olga, I feel that there is so much that we can do to influence the food system. So here's a challenge to myself. I will look for local producers that benefits the ecosystems and I will request my supermarket to sell these locally produced products. I will also post a few ideas on our Instagram page around this topic. 
Will you also challenge yourself? Tell us about your plans on Instagram and tag us. Make sure to follow us and subscribe to get notified when the next episode is released. Thank you for listening to Green Hack Scandinavia.